Broadcasting live to the world now. It's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end time watchwoman, Sheila Zelensky. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast tonight, folks. I broadcast Monday to Friday, that's weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Worldwide Christian Radio, and do not forget to sign up for my podcast. Go to WeekendVigilante.com and click on that big pink button on the right-hand side that says Sheila's Podcast. Sign up, and you can listen to all the podcasts. And thank you, folks, for making my podcast the number one in the Christian category. My guest today is acclaimed author, nutritionist, and biochemist, Dr. Ted Brower, from healthmasters.com. We are going to get into a lot of stuff today, folks. It's my pleasure to have him back on the program. Ted Brower, welcome back to the show. It's an honor. Oh, Sheila, it's always my pleasure. I love doing your show. I love your audience. You've got a great listenership, and we always have a great response when we come on with you. So thank you for having me back. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the Luciferian agenda in more detail. We're going to be talking about abortion, Planned Parenthood, immunizations. We're going to be going into GMO foods. I've got a couple of big talk shows this week. I'll be on with Hagman and Hagman on this Friday night. So if you guys are listening to Hagman and Hagman, you listen to him then. But I want to read you something. I spoke for Rodney Howard Brown at Celebrate America about two weeks ago up in Washington, D.C. We spent an entire week in the nation's capital. And I got to hear some of the best speakers I've heard in a long time up there who he brought in to be uh, basically his proponents for what he was trying to do as far as changing America during the day, we would go and we would meet with members of Congress, which was a complete and total joke, by the way. And then we would also uh, try to get them to understand what we were doing there and why we felt the way that we did, which was a joke, by the way. Only about 25 people in Congress, by their own admission, the ones who are awake, are awake and have any idea what's going on. That's 25 out of, what, 400. And it's really kind of sad because, you know, people don't understand that our Congress represents us, but they don't. They really don't represent us, and we could talk about more about that if you'd like and what we saw while we were in Washington. I also discovered that the Washington Monument is 555 feet tall, and I also discovered that the base of the Washington Monument is 111 feet tall, and they designed it to be 666 total height, and that was done on purpose. 
So I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That's that, of course, is uh, the uh, the number of man, which is the mark of the beast, which is also the, the number of Lucifer. So I thought you'd like that. It's pretty amazing, all this very devilish architecture all over the United States, isn't it? These obelisks and well, that's know, these... what it is. Well, 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 what the obelisk is, it's a phallic symbol. It's an erect phallic symbol to Osiris. Yes, who's basically the sun god. And he was basically dismembered, and his penis was put back together via this phallic symbol by, by Isis. And what happened is Isis is represented in Washington D.C. by the Capitol Dome, which Osiris is facing. So the entire thing was Masonic from the beginning. The whole thing's about Lucifer and bringing the power of Isis and the power of Lucifer and the power of Osiris into the Capitol. The, the, the entire capital is laid out in a pentagram of streets. Forget trying to find anything in Washington, D.C. It's the stupidest grid layout I've ever seen. I mean, I was there for a week, and I still had no idea where I was going after a week. We had, you know, taxis taking us everywhere. But it's laid out as a pentagram with an open leg. And the open leg is done on purpose on the pentagram that you can get Lucifer inside of the pentagram and trap him inside of it so we have a difficult time in leaving. That It was all done on purpose in this ancient Druidic worship through the Masonic lodges and through all the ba- ancient Babylonian mystery religions, going all the way back to Egypt, going all the way back to the Tower of Babel, going all the way back to Lucifer and Nimrod. That's where all this stuff comes from. And that's what nobody understands is this is a spiritual battle that we're fighting, Sheila. And it's not going to be any easier for us as Christians. And there will be a come there will come a time, as there was in the first century church, when people kill Christians, they'll be thinking they'll be doing everybody a service and a favor. But I want to read this to you. I wrote this. I, did, I put a bunch of different people's stuff together, and I wrote this in the hotel room the day before I spoke. And I want to read this to you real quick because I think this will really resonate with your audience. And I, this is a, I, I read it that night and pretty much got a standing ovation from it. And let me read it to you. America was founded on a biblical cornerstone. George Washington warned us, if we ever turned from God, that his blessings would be removed. Thousands of years ago, Israel rejected God. They offered their children to Baal to be sacrificed on the altars of Lucifer. They bowed their knees to foreign gods. God's provision left them, and as a nation, they were scattered. America has done the same. We have profaned the sacred, and our hands as a nation are covered in the blood of the 60 million aborted innocents. What we were warned never to do, we have done. As a nation, we have become what Washington and the Word of God warned us about. We have become a schizophrenic bipolar country. We fight against the very values that created this country. The fact that the highest court in the United States struck down the word of God and exalted itself above God is something that I cannot morally or spiritually fathom. A man-made court cannot override the word of the living God. Let me ask you a question. Since this man-made court has passed judgment on the word of God, should God now pass judgment on America? God is not a man that he should be mocked. A man will always reap what he has sown. This court has sowed seed against the creator of the universe himself. During his inauguration, Mr. Obama swore his oath on the word of God. But after the ruling of this man-made court, Obama had rainbow lights installed on the White House. Choose you this day who you are going to serve, Baal or God Almighty, Mr. President. I stand before all of you tonight and I say, our God is not Moloch. Our God is not Baal. Our God is not the government. Our God is not the great owl at Bohemian Grove, which represents Moloch. Our God is not sodomy, sin, money, or political correctness. Our God is the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. 
Our God sent Jesus to bring us back to him through his atonement. He alone is the rock on which this nation was founded. I say unto you, we will not bow our knee to the filth, the cesspool, that is political correctness, which is as unstable as shifting sand. But I will bow my knee to the Most High, the creator of the heavens and the earth, for there shall never be any other gods above him. We will trust in Jesus the Messiah, and we will believe that God Almighty himself will send forth the fire of his Holy Spirit, and is in the book of Acts, and this nation will have another great awakening. And by doing so, these blasphemous laws and rulings will be removed, and God will once again restore our nation. That's how I feel, Sheila. Wow, that was great, Ted. Where can people get a copy of that? Oh, they can just, uh, it's on my website. It's on my website, healthmasters.com. And also, uh, what you, when you go to the website, you'll see the entire speech where I did this live in front of, I guess, about a thousand people were there that night. I did this live on Thursday night, then I spoke again on Friday night, and I had like 20 minutes to speak on, on Thursday night. And then I talked about Planned Parenthood and abortion and Margaret Sanger and how Margaret Sanger's, one of her primary goal was to wipe out the black population, the Negro population, she called it, in the United States. And I read all the articles and all the references to that. And then when, when Hillary Clinton got the Margaret Sanger Award, she said how she deeply admired what Margaret Sanger stood for and what she believed in. And so we went into all kinds of detail on that. You can hear that live at healthmasters.com. You can go to the website and see that. And then on Friday night, and both nights we started covering health and nutrition topics. We started talking about the top 10 foods never to eat, which I've done on your show already before. And then I went into detail on what GMO foods are doing, how they're poisoning the population, you know, what all these different chemicals are doing in the food supply and what it's done to the male population of the United States and how, it's been done, how they're being used as anti-fertility agents and to feminize the men. So it was, an, it was a very good seminar. I was there for two nights. I was there for the whole week. I went up there to support uh, Rodney Howard Brown, who's, who's a very controversial figure in the Christian circles because he had that spirit of laughter thing back in the 80s and the 90s. And he's a lot more than that. He's a patriot. He loves God. He loves Jesus. And he really is trying his best to reawaken the country and have another great awakening. And he is one of the only pastors that is out there doing this kind of stuff that he's doing. And that's why he wanted to have a seminar up there in the uh, Daughters of the American Revolution Hall. I think it's called Constitutional Hall. And we went in there and we actually spoke there for the entire week. We had thousands and thousands of people get saved. So it was a phenomenal meeting. And I was just privileged to be part of it. And you can see my speech on both Thursday and Friday night. We've got them posted on the website. Well, that's great. And you mentioned Margaret Sanger. Now, Ted, people should know not just the founder of Planned Parenthood, the very devilish Planned Parenthood, which, by the way, I actually cover Margaret Sanger in my book, Green Gospel. She's really the face of eugenics. She was a very stern proponent. And when I say stern proponent, she really advocated rigid policy of sterilization and segregation. But stunningly, she didn't want people having babies, period. And she was a devout Satanist. I mean, this woman was a devil. And these are the kind of people running Planned Parenthood, Ted. And one of the things I said on my show with Tim Ball yesterday, I said, Planned Parenthood is about planning to not parent, really, isn't it? Well, no, it really is. In fact, Planned Parenthood, they were fully exposed last week, uh, basically auctioning off selling baby parts to the highest bidder, you know, selling brains and skulls and eyes and fetal tissue to all of these different clinics for research. And they were actually selling, making huge amounts of money 
and making sure that when they when they aborted these infants, they didn't crush certain parts of the body so they could resell the organs and get top dollar for them. This is about as steeped in hell as it gets. And it's all based out of Margaret Sanger's teachings. This was one wicked, wicked, wicked Luciferian lady. Uh, she went, she was, she goes all the way back to the uh, to some of those crazy women back in the 1800s that were these quote unquote sorceresses they had run around. I think Blavatsky was one of them. And what happened is they all started believing in this Darwinian stuff and evolution of the species, and and about the how the strongest need to survive and the weak need to be culled out. And then that's the same Darwinian method, methods that was carried through by Margaret Sanger into the 1900s. And then also Adolf Hitler picked up on that same message and actually was an, was an admirer of Margaret Sanger. And so it's kind of sad because that's the whole eugenics protocol when millions of people were killed in those concentration camps in the war. They were actually part of that eugenics protocol in which they were the, it was the great purging. The, the, you know, the, they, I think Hitler called it the Jewish problem. And, and so the problem is this, you know, we've still got this thing going on. Now they've changed the name from eugenics, which has a real bad stench to it now because of what happened with Hitler in the concentration camps, to transhumanism. That's the new term they're using now. I'm sure you know more about this than I do. And the transhumanism movement is when they're trying to put human beings together with machines to form a better human. And they're trying to be able to capture the actual soul essence, the actual consciousness of the human being transferred into a computer so that they can live forever because they know when they die, they're going to go to hell. They already know that. They, they've read Isaiah chapter 15 like the rest of us have, and they know what's going to happen. So they're trying their best to avoid that. And they're doing everything they can to live forever in a robotic state. And so we're in a computer program, who that would be. And it's almost, it's all, the whole thing's nuts. Sheila, it's all nuts. And, then these, and these people are so wicked to the core. Right now, Bohemian Grove is going on. They're, they're right now, in California, north of San Francisco, they're having their giant gay fest out there at Bohemian Grove in which they're worshiping Moloch which is the great owl there, and they're sacrificing human beings in effigy to that thing. And now it's, and they're basically showing everybody how pagan they have become. And that's the entire New World Order and the hierarchy. They're all Luciferians. They're all Satanists. They've been in charge of this planet for quite a while now, and they've allowed the Rothschild banking cartel back in the 1700s to slowly infiltrate all the different countries with their Babylonian money magic in which they come in and they, they, they start making money out of nothing and enslaving the people with, with interest for the money that they give them that they, they printed from nothing. And so now we have, I think, all but a couple of central banks in the entire planet are owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. And it's sad because they completely, with their Luciferian worship and rituals, have taken over the money, which means they're controlling the countries. In fact, I read the one, that one book, it was called um, Bloodlines, and in that book, Bloodlines, it says that the Rothschilds, every single evening, they set a place setting at their dinner table for Lucifer himself. Yes. And, the, and, and they say about every 37 years, approximately, if I remember what the book said correctly, that he actually manifests and shows up in their living room or their dining room and tells them what the next agenda is going to be for the New World Order and what they're supposed to be doing next. These are some these people are wicked. They sacrifice children. They sodomize children. They did their sex magic rituals on children. We have over a million kids a year get, get abducted, and they're being used for these sacrificial ceremonies. They never get the kids are never seen again. They're never heard from. They never contact their parents because they're gone. They're basically, they're basically, they're, they're sacrificed because they're trying to contain, control the energy in the astral realm so they can try to force a different 
projection from the holographic emitters, I guess you could say, that run the planet and control the hologram that we're in. And the whole thing, I need to do a whole show on that with you, on, with you one night, Sheila, because I could go into detail on how they do that and why they drink the blood, why they do the human sacrifice, and what the point of all of this is from a satanic standpoint, because they really believe when they die and go to hell, it's going to be a big party down there. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is even, uh, I mean, we're duped with even the most simplest things. Look at the monster energy drink, for example. I mean, people just think, oh, la da my kids are drinking this monster energy. But if you actually look at the symbolism and you look at the Hebraic uh, 666 on it and then the upside down cross, I mean, that's a whole little ritual in itself, isn't it? Unleash the beast. I mean, it sounds all benevolent. But it's quite stunning that we're being duped so much with this evil symbology and these witchcraft practices. Well, that's what they do. And because you remember, remember what they do. They have to do their white magic, their lesser magic. They've got to tell you what they're going to do. I mean, in the old folklore, you know, the, the vampire had to be invited into your house before he could do something to you. And the same thing is with these guys. They, they have to tell you what they're going to do in advance. And then, they, then if they do it to you, I had a witch attack me years ago. I, know, I really haven't talked about this on radio, but I'll talk about it on your show. And uh, it was a neighbor thing. And it was an issue over an easement. And apparently this lady was a Luciferian. And she basically uh, started sending me these incredibly horrible letters. I mean, and then she was telling me what they were going to do, how they were going to sacrifice the kids and how they were going to kill me and all this other kind of stuff. And so I immediately uh, called up the police department. They showed up with like hazmat gloves on so they wouldn't touch anything. I actually, I ended up getting shredding one of the letters and not even opening it. And, and I got deathly ill and I vomited like 17 times for like five days. And I finally got a restraining order hearing against this person at the Polk County courthouse. This is, I'm not making this up. I've got the hearings and you can get it all on microfish. If you want to read it yourself. And when we were there, uh, I told them that I said, that, so we were, so I'm, so I'm sitting there in front of the judge, right? Cause I want this lady to stop. She sent me like 25 of these letters. I mean, pictures of Lucifer on the letters and everything else. And so I thought to myself, this is just nuts. So these people are like whack, whack bags. And what I had done is I'd gotten so sick after I'd opened one of those letters that I thought, you know, this is just nuts. And so I thought, so I went to had a vitamin C IV. I had to go put myself to a full liver detox. And then the next letter I got from her said that I, that, that basically I was dying, that I would be dead soon. Oh, That's what I said. I'm not making any of this stuff up. That's why when I talk about this stuff, I get really irritated because I've already had it happen to me and people don't want to believe it's happening. So finally we get her in court, right? We drag her down here. She lives up in the, you know, up in North Carolina. So we had to, we drag her back down here for this restraining order hearing. And so she's standing in court. She's got her attorney. I've got my attorney. So my attorney starts asking her, oh yeah, he asked me a question. He goes, are you saying that my client poisons you? And I said, I never said that. I said, why are you saying your client poisoned me? I never said she poisoned me. I said, I got deathly ill after I opened this letter. That's what I said. And I said, I never said anything about her poisoning. Is that something I should know about? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so he did, he, because he was trying to get me to you know, sue me for slander, right? Because I couldn't prove that she tried to poison me. But all I knew was I got deathly ill. Well, then what happened is my attorney, it was his turn. So he started asking her if she was a witch. You know what she did? She pleaded the fifth. Have you, have you tried to, have you, did you, did you, did you, are you a Luciferian? Plead the fifth. All these different questions. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead Sounds the fifth. like a Lewis Lerner. No, it's crazy. No, it's crazy. And then my, my attorney came back and goes, your honor, she can't plead the fifth. You know, she's got to answer these questions. She has to plead the fifth with everything or she has to answer the questions. And the, and the judge, apparently he was some kind of weirdo too. He goes, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to allow this. 
And so we end up, we end up, so we're sitting there and we have all these witnesses and all the stuff's going on. And finally the judge rules in her favor and he won't issue me a restraining order against her. Doesn't uh-huh. even, doesn't even chastise her. Doesn't even rebuke her from the, from the, from the, uh, from the, uh, from the bench. Doesn't do anything. And I'm thinking to myself, God, if you call it, if you wrote a judge and you told him he, that he was going to be, that he was going to die soon and you're going to make sure of it, you'd go to jail. They'd, they'd, they'd charge you for attempted murder. And what the craziest thing is nothing happened to her. So finally we walked out in the hallway and it was so funny. This black guy was in there with us for spousal abuse. So this is like in the domestic violence program right at the court. And the guy walks out there and he goes, I've heard some crazy blankety blank in my life, dude. I have seen some crazy stuff. I ain't ever heard what I heard in that court courtroom today. And his eyes were wide open. He was scared to death. And I, and I said, well, it's real. And see, and that's what happens if nobody understands, Sheila. These people, they, they, they don't play fair. They play up there in the spiritual realms. They, they, they sit around in a seance with a photograph of you, okay, and they all focus their energy on you. I mean, they're a bunch of sickos. They're a bunch of sicko, sicko puppies, and they try to contain, the, contain and control the astral plane by their human sacrifices and their sex magical, magic rituals with children, and they sodomize these little boys and sodomize these little girls, and they do all this stuff to them, and these kids are never right. They're always screwed up the rest of their lives, and they give them all these different drugs to try to make them forget all the stuff, and a lot of times these memories start coming back on them when they get older. This stuff's real. Oh, this stuff's very real. I talk a lot about witchcraft. I've had covens of witches come against my ministry. And so I do an AM warfare prayer. And I'm going to tell you what, this stuff, Satan's not messing around. And either are these witches and Satanists. And it's incredible. You mentioned Big Pharma there. The collusion, Ted, between Big Pharma, as I call them, Big Pharmakia, and the U.S. government and the dangers associated with some of these vaccinations is incredible. And when you look at these major pharmaceutical companies, I mean, it's alarming the ubiquitous collusion, again, between Big Pharma and the U.S. government. And one of the equally alarming things, Ted, is the government's efforts to conceal alarming data about the dangers of vaccines. And meanwhile, you have these devils like California Governor Jerry Brown, what a schmuck he was signing into legislation just weeks ago, ending the exemptions for personal or religious reasons. So in other words, school children are going to get vaccinated or they don't get into school. Well, then it's time to start homeschooling, I say. Well, they'll come after the homeschoolers next. Uh, my kids have all been homeschooled. I've got the 12-year-old, 14-year-old female girls and my t- fourth, 16-year-old son and then a 27-year-old son, and none of them have ever, ever had any vaccinations. Austin got a, 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 a what do you call it, a, a tetanus shot one time before he went to church camp, got deathly ill from it. And uh, you know, basically he said, Dad, I don't ever want to do that again. I said, I understand. I said, I don't blame you. I said, I'm not going to do anything to you guys. If you're 18 years old and you want to get yourselves vaccinated, have, have at it. And I said, but I'm not going to be involved in that decision. I said, I'm not going to take a chance of causing brain damage to you guys, especially the, the 67 immunizations. Did I tell you a story? A few months ago, I was in the gym and I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention his name because he's no longer a friend after this. And I've known this kid for, gosh, 20 years. And uh, you know, we had worked with him for almost a year. His wife was pregnant. And we had given him stacks and stacks and stacks of literature, Sheila, on vaccines and what they did and how they caused all these problems with brain inflammation, how they caused all these autoimmune disorders, how they caused all this problem with leaky gut syndrome. The list goes on and on and on. And he ended up saying, well, we're not going to vaccinate. His wife said, we're not going to vaccinate. I said, OK, great. So we're in a, we're in a gym talking one night. His baby's about two months old. 
And I said to him, I said, I'm going to call him Joe. I'm not going to use his real name. I said, Joe, I said, you guys are still not vaccinating, right? And he goes, no, no, no. We've decided we're going to do full vaccinations. And I said, okay. Uh... I, and I said, to, I haven't told this story on your show, have I? No, I don't think you have, Ted. No, you remember, because what happens next, you'll remember if I told you. And so what happened is, so I said to him, I said, well, why do you want to do that? He goes, well, we can't get our health insurance to cover a doctor who doesn't want to. We, we can't get any doctors who will see our kid and have our well baby checks and, and without doing the, immun, the immunizations. And we don't want to pay to go to a doctor who doesn't care whether we immunize or not. Because I told him there was another doctor's names, Dr. Todd and Harold Robinson in Lakeland, and they're not big immunization guys. They don't care. And then I asked him another question. I said, well, Dalton, I said, why are you going to take a healthy baby to the pediatrician anyhow? I said, that's stupid. I said, if you read the book by Dr. Robert Mendelson on how to raise a healthy child in spite of your pediatrician, I said, you'll find out very quickly that it basically is not something that you need to do. You take a sick child to the doctor, not a healthy one. Well, we don't want to pay the, you know, the hundred bucks for the doctor's appointment. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll pay the hundred bucks for you. I'll pay for it. He said, you mean you pay for it? I said, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, do, I'll pay for you to go see Robbins and I'll do that. I said, he only charges 50 bucks anyhow. And I said, I'll pay for it. I said, you don't have to worry about paying the deductible or anything else. Just take him over there, take your baby. He said, well, we don't want to do that. We're going to immunize. We've already started immunizing. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, the huge increase in autistic kids, you know, the increased risks of all these different types of brain diseases and brain inflammation and lowered IQ scores, and all of it. And he goes, well, we know we, we read everything. And then he said something that really, really got me. Oh, Joe said to me, he goes, he goes, well, here's how I look at it. He goes, I believe that if it's God's will for my little girl to come down with autism, she's going to get autism. Wow. And I said, and I said to him, I said, so you're telling me that if you give your daughter 67 shots and they're loaded with thimerosal, and they're laced with all these different aluminum adjuvants, which, by the way, aluminum is actually worse than thimerosal. They're laced with all, and the aluminum's still in there. A lot of the thimerosal has been removed. And I said, if you if you if you if you give your daughter sixty-seven of these immunizations, if she comes down with thimerosal, you're saying that was God's will for her in her life. And he goes, Yes, I believe that's God's will. And I said, Well, what you're talking about is called providentialism. I said, that means that you're not responsible for anything that you do, that God's divine providence completely guides and leads your entire life, and you're not responsible for any of your actions. That's like saying if you step off a 10-story building and you die, it was God's will for you to do that. <laughs> or, stepping, or stepping in front of a semi-truck and getting run over, that was God's will for you. And I said to him, I said, and forgive me because I'm, I'm not going to use the word I said, but I'm, by this time I'm getting pretty irritated. I kind of yelled at him and I said, that's total BS, and I, I didn't say BS. And I said, I don't believe that. I said, if, you've been, if you believe this, you've been taught wrong what Christianity is and what God is. I said, God is not a child abuser, that he wants your child to come down with autism that has nothing to do with God. I said, God is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He knows from the beginning to the end of what your life's going to be because he, he, he circumvents the entire spectrum of time. But he doesn't interfere with free will. And I said, he knows what you're going to do. You're absolutely right. But that doesn't mean that's his will for your daughter to have autism. He's allowing you to give your daughter autism autism through the immunizations if she's going to be susceptible to those immunizations like so many children are. And I said, you can't absolve yourself from any and all responsibility concerning this. And he goes, well, I disagree with you. And I said, well, I, said, I don't care what you disagree with, Joe. It doesn't make any difference. I said, the reality is this is stupid. I said, I, I can't believe you're this stupid that you believe this. And of course, that was the end of our relationship with him. And I've, I've known him for, I'm, he's like 26 years old. I've known him since he's like six years old. And I, I just can't believe it. I can't believe Sheila that people actually go out and they say stuff like that and they can do it with a straight face and they actually believe what they're saying is true because it's not. The truth of the matter is this. God gives us freedom of will to protect our children. 
He doesn't want you walking into a house or taking. That'd be like saying this. I knew that Joe, or I'm not it was Joe. Joe's the other fake, fake name I was using. Let's say you go to. Let's say you have a you have a babysitter, and the babysitter has been arrested five times for sexual molestation and pedophilia on little children. So you give the babysitter little your little baby to take care of for the night, and you know he's a pedophile. And so then if he molests your little baby, your response is, that was God's will for my baby. No, it's not. You're an idiot. You were stupid. You're an idiot. And you, and you don't even deserve to have a child. And so now you think that you're going to be able to blame God for this? This is stupid. That's providentialism. It's one of the most asinine religious tenets that anybody has ever promulgated throughout the human population. And sadly, a lot of people actually believe that stuff, Sheila. They really do. Well... People are in a stupor. I mean, it's people I hear this all the time. It's not God's will for me to be healed. Well, I can debunk that with scripture in about five seconds. Ted, did you hear that a division of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has ordered this massive bulk supply of Imbumune, which is a non-replicating smallpox vaccination, and it's valued at about 133 million USD. It is absolutely frightening when you look at what these U.S. authorities are doing, Ted. Well, here's what's going on. Okay, They're, the global Agenda 21, Luciferian, you know, global government, one world order march is heading on. Okay. I think they probably want to do this before George Bush senior croaks. He's like 90 years old now. He's in really bad shape mentally and physically and everything else. Cause that was his big baby back in the 90, in the early nineties when he was president. Of course, we all know now that George Bush senior was president for 12 years. We all know that because Reagan was shot about 30 days into his term. And we end up now knowing that George Bush pretty much ran the high white house for 12 solid years. That's why he ran such an anemic campaign when Bill Clinton was running for the White House, because he really didn't care. He's pretty much been the president for the past 12 years. And so I, I knew him. Uh, I spent I probably did 50 seminars with George Bush Sr. on the circuit, also with Barbara Bush. Remember, Barbara Bush was supposed to be this big Republican. And since she comes out, I've got her book right, right behind me. I'm looking at it. She signed me a copy because I knew her real well, too. And, and, you know, she wrote that book and she said that she was pro-abortion. I mean, you know, so that's the real agenda. These people, these people are not who they seem to be when you first meet them. These people are evil, evil to the core. I mean, both both the Bushes have gone to Bohemian Grove repeatedly. They have photos there. I haven't seen any pictures of Jeb Bush there, but I'm sure he'll be going there probably this summer right now if he's going to be running for the White House. And the sad thing about it is, is that, you know, we pretend like this stuff's not going on in these circles. I mean, look at the pedophilia that's been exposed now in the British government and their parliament and the pedophilia that's been exposed in Washington, D.C., pedophile rings. And what was interesting to me, when I was walking the halls of Congress, and I don't care if people are gay, that's, that's their own problem. I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about that. Whatever they want to do is up to them. They got to deal with that between them and God. I'm not going to get some big thing about it. But I was shocked at how many gay guys were working in Congress as the pages and the aides and all these other people to the congressional leaders. I, I would venture to say, just by their appearance and how they acted, and I don't know this for certain because I don't know their sexual preferences, I didn't ask them that, that over 50% of the people that are working in Congress are homosexual. And, uh, and, that is not, and that is not an exaggeration. It's probably much higher than that. And I was shocked about that. And then I started thinking, well, if the Supreme Court of the United States, which I will say that's who I'm talking about, who I don't call the Supreme Court, and when I read that, I said the highest court in the land, I won't call them the Supreme Court because that puts them above God. If they're actually willing to go in there and say that they can outvote God and they're, what they're saying about the Bible is correct and what God said is wrong, 
and they go against the actual creator of the universe as far as going out of God's order, which is what these guys do, then you begin to realize why the Supreme Court voted the way they did. Because remember, you know, when the, when the, when, when Sabbatines, the, Sabbatine, the Sabbatans in the 1700s became the Frankists, no, in the 1600s, and the Frankists in the 1700s, and they linked with Rothschild, these guys were Luciferians. that, had, that, that were they, they were numerologists, Kabbalists, and they were just basically wizards that had come out of the Middle, East, Middle, Middle Ages. And when they did all of this stuff, they were the, uh, the court the court magicians, you know, that you'd see you know, sometimes in these movies that you'd watch. And like, that's where the, all these legends of Merlin and all that stuff came from. And what they would do is they would go in and sacrifice little babies on an ongoing basis just to control the energy coming out of the astral realm, the astral plane. And this is what people don't understand. This Luciferian agenda has been going on for a long, long, long time. That's why we shouldn't be surprised when they're spraying us with chemtrails, with barium and aluminum, or if they start dropping smallpox on us, which they could do that too. You know that if they're ordering all these smallpox, this, all this, 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 these vials of smallpox, I mean, they're planning on doing a major, major global kill-off. Now, I, I was listening to Larry Edelson last night. He's a financial advisor, pretty good guy, right, writes really good stuff. He's a big gold bug. And he was talking about how he expects the entire thing to start completely collapsing in Europe by about October the 7th because all the major trends and all the major forecast models are all converging at that point in the first week in October for a major downturn in the entire world's economy. I mean, major, like, a, like something we've never seen before that would make 2008 look like a joke and, you know, in 1929 look like child's play. And so I listened to him last night for an hour on that. And I thought that was very, very interesting because the truth is, you know, we've got all of these things that are happening at once, like a perfect storm right now in the economy. We got the one guy, Khan, yelling and screaming about the Shemitah. We've got the blood boons going on. We've got the thing with the Pope coming to the United States here in September. We've got the Jade Helm activities going on. Something big is happening. We can all feel it. And they're, and they're running up the energy in the astral realm to get it done the way they want to do it. Because remember, these Kabbalist numerologists is what they are. Everything is on a schedule. Everything's on a timeline. Uh, they go by the they go by the time charts of the skies of the celestial heavens. They go by you know, they want to they want to make sure they get everything just right when they release something or do something to us, so they can get the maximum amount of energy released from what they're doing. Top forecasters in the country are warning us of a worldwide banking global collapse by the first week in October. Now, whether that happens or not, I have no idea, Sheila. I'm not making that forecast. I'm saying that some of the top forecasters in the country are warning us that this is going to be a wicked bad fall. It's going to make 2008 look like a joke because right now they've got over two quadrillion dollars in derivatives in U.S. currency that we've been signed on to through the world banks. And there's no way on God's green earth that 2,000 trillions can be paid back. We already owe over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities and $18 trillion on the books that can't be paid back. And so we've got a major, major crisis coming in the banking sector. And that's exactly what the book of Revelation says is going to happen. That we're going to have a one world government. We're going to have a cashless society. We're going to have to take these marks of the beast on our forehead or on our forearm or our hand. And that's going to allow us to buy and sell and trade. And without that, you won't be able to. So what we're what we have coming up is something that we've never seen before. And Jesus talked about it, the wailing and the screaming of these times are not cut short, that even the elect would not survive. That's what's coming on us. And I believe we just happen to find ourselves right in the middle of the book of Revelation being open, Sheila, in our lifetimes. So if any of you are bored right now, if you're bored, you need to realize that you are probably living in one of the last generations we're ever going to have in the quote, quote, United States of America that we're going to a global government, that we're probably going to have a massive civil war in this country, and that all these things are happening and converging at once. So you need to be right with God. 
You need to get saved if you're not saved so you can get right with Jesus Christ. Because you need to understand something. This is not a battle against flesh and blood that we have anymore. This is up against the heavenlies. And Jesus told us what this was, and we didn't listen to him. We thought he was speaking in metaphors. It's not metaphors. We have different dimensions. We have like 13 known dimensions, something more, something less, that we have in this, this world that we live in. We're only in the bottom three. And this astral plane that's above the earth, that's what they're controlling by all this energy they're putting out. Because we know now by the slit experiments that, you know, everything that we see as physical reality only occurs when it's observed by conscious thought. We know that. So we're but a vast shadow, but a vapor going through this world. The problem is these numerologists, Kabbalists, Satanists, Luciferian, devil worshipers, fallen angel worshipers, they've been taught how to control this astral plane, and that's why they're doing it this way. Always remember this. If you don't believe this, let's go back to the Bible. Go back to the book of, the, of Genesis with Moses. Well, that would be a Genesis, and maybe maybe an Exodus. I'm not sure. I think it's an Exodus. When, when Exodus, when Moses stands before Pharaoh, and he throws his staff down, and the staff turns into a snake. And this Pharaoh's magicians turn right around and they throw their staffs down and they turn into snakes because they understood the power of frequency. That's what all these, these chants are, all the things that they do, all this weirdo stuff that they do. It's all based on sound, sound waves, sound projections in the astral plane. That's how they manipulate the very fabric of space-time and the physical reality that we live in. Now, I know that sounds like hocus-pocus to you guys. Go back to the Bible, Exodus. They threw their ass down and they turned into snakes the same as Moses did. They knew how to mimic and to copy the very miracle that God had created with Moses, with that staff. That means they could control the fabric of time-space and control the fabric of the physical reality that we see. They know how to do that, and they do it by the human sacrifice on the astral plane and by the sex magic rituals they do, and they, 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 these, this million children a year they do this with. And this is how they're manipulating our thought, the consciousness, and the very frequency that surrounds our planet, Sheila. Well, yeah, that's talked about in the writings of these hardcore Luciferians. They're all into manipulating frequencies and thought manipulation. Look at the writings of these noted Satanists. Take Manly P. Hall. He was a high-ranking Freemason. Albert Pike, same thing. Madame Helena Blavatsky, Alice Bailey, who claims that her ascended master wrote those 24 volumes of the occultic books through her while she was in a trance using this occult automatic writing. According to occultists, these ascended masters are supposedly superhuman beings who are part of an exalted hierarchy of demigods that secretly guide the affairs of humanity. The occult has a rank obsession with summoning the power of these ancient demigods or godmen, as they call them, or as I like to call them, demons. And they're all into this theosophy, which is a blend of Eastern and Western religions. It's very closely aligned with Vedic Hinduism. And what's so fascinating is, and I cover this in my book, although the Theosophical Society originally started in New York in the late 1800s, it wasn't until Alice Bailey broke away from the society in the early 1900s and created Lucifer Trust that it gained power in America. And the Lucius Trust, again, formerly Lucifer Trust, is the publishing house, the clearinghouse, basically, that prints and disseminates all the United Nations material. And that's a pretty devastating indictment of the New Age and the pagan nature of the United Nations. But Lucius Trust was established in 1922 as Lucifer Trust by Alice Bailey, she even talks about that in her book, printed in 1922. And on the back of her book, it says Lucifer 
publishing. And of course, she changed the name to Lucius Trust because Lucifer Trust revealed too much of the true nature of the New Age movement. But at one time, the Lucius Trust office head in New York was located at, get this, 666 United Nations Plaza and is a member of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations under a slick program called World Goodwill. And in her book, she Alice Bailey, she calls for a global world federation. And what's amazing is that's the same exact rhetoric echoed in the Pope's encyclical as he pushes for a one world global authority. It's really all hardcore Luciferians pushing for this global one world order, isn't it? No, they are. And see, that's what nobody really wants to talk about. And see, that's what gets me irritated when people say, well, it's the Jews that are doing all this. No, it's not. George Bush isn't a Jew. His daddy's not a Jew. Prescott Bush, who tried to do a coup against the United States with uh, Smedley Butler back in 1933, they're not Jews. And see, now, the banking community and the, and the entire Federal Reserve system, that's primarily Jewish control, but they're not true Jews. They're not even really bloodline and Abrahamic blood. They're, they're, they're basically these, these Sabbatane Luciferians that, that are Khazarians that basically are the eastern part of Russia that were forced to convert to Judaism. And see, that's what people don't understand. This whole thing is to turn God's kingdom upside down. It's to turn everything upside down. That's what I told Tex Mars one time when he was talking one time on the Power Hour when I interviewed him on the Power Hour. I said to him, I said, Tex, I said, here's the thing. I said, you know, you're saying it's all about the Jews are doing this, the Jews are doing that. I said, dude. Let's just call them the Satanists are doing this, the Satanists are doing that. I said, because 95, 97, 98% of the Jews, probably 99% of the Jews, don't know what's going on either as far as just being Jewish in name only. And I said, when you start talking about a group of people like that and trying to make them all the bad guys, it's simply not true. It's the Luciferians that are the bad guys, and they're using the Jews as a scapegoat again trying to force people to believe that it's a one little group of people doing all this. It's not. This is a completely concerted effort throughout almost every major country in the world right now to enslave the masses of the third world country through unsustainable, unrepayable debt, to force their lifestyle into a complete nightmare. Look what they've done to Greece. Now they're, they're, they're mortgaging the train stations and the, and the banks and the bridges and the national parks, and pretty soon they'll be selling Greek islands. George yeah. Soros just bought a Greek island. Well, no, that's what, they, that's, that's what they're planning on doing. And the crazy thing about this is they should have done what Iceland did. They should have said, pound salt, we're out. We're going to print our own currency. Heck with you guys. Everything you've done and everything you've signed us onto is completely Ill illegitimate and illegal. We're not going to do this. We're not going to live like this, and we're going to bring back our Greek drachma back. And we're not going to let you guys do it. But remember, the Greek drachma was also being controlled by a Rothschild Central Bank in Greece. And so they were already heavily indebted. And that's why the entire Eurozone went together. And the only reason that that whole thing hasn't collapsed already is because of the economic powerhouse that is Germany. Germany is the one that's basically footing the bill for the entire euro right now because of the massive amount of exports they're doing. Because they actually have a balanced budget because of the amount of exports, because the amount of money they bring into the economy. Even though they run a debt-based currency system like everybody else, they can still pay back the bills. And that's what was happening with us back in the 90s because, you know, we were pushing, we were making so much money and all this different stuff in the United States when Bill Clinton was president. He started beginning to balance the budget. They couldn't allow that to happen. They could not allow that to happen. But the problem that happens is this. Every time you try to balance the budget, you pull money out of the M1 money supply, which is the total amount of currency in circulation, because you have to pay the treasury bills and the bonds off. You gotta, you, so you've got to take that money and liquidate it and pull it back out of circulation. And when you do that, you, when you contract that M1, there's not enough money left in the, in the general amount of money that's supposed to be in, in flow around the world 
to make sure that everybody can get loans like they need to if they actually do have in, in, the, in the working cash. But right now they're saying there's only like $1 printed for every $1,000 in digital currency that's been printed. And that's why they're saying you need to have cash on hand. You need to have gold or silver on hand because if this thing ever gets another, another big run on the bank, all these banks are going to go insolvent and they're all going to close like they did in Greece. And they couldn't get their euros out. They couldn't get their money out. And the smart people have been pulling their money out of there for the last year and a half to two years since this stuff was going on to make all of their extractions before they were able to were they before they were told they couldn't have any cash. And that's what's going to happen in the United States when we go to this cashless society. Because the Rothschild banking cartel, the Luciferian group that's running this entire banking Ponzi scheme, they know as long as they're dealing with digital currency and there is no cash, there can never be a run on the bank. And they can have this Ponzi scheme go on forever because no one knows any different because there, ever, there, there never will be anything backing the digital currency. That's what this thing's about, Sheila. It's about going to a digital currency worldwide so they can continue to impoverish everybody and steal everybody's stuff and basically enslave the whole population, go back into a feudal system in which they're the masters and they're the overlords and we're the slaves and the peons. And they want to drop the population down to 500 million people so they'll have enough servants but so we can't overrun the earth and they want to live in opulent plantations and they want to eat non-GMO foods after they kill us all. The craziest thing is this. These huge corporations that are embedded with these low life, they're doing all this stuff. Who do they think is going to buy all of their products when everybody's dead and when everybody's broke? How are they supposed to be making profit at that point? But the reality of that is almost all the major 500, corporate, 500 Fortune 500 corporation companies now are all either being controlled directly or indirectly by the banks because of loans, because of stock purchases, or because of interlocking corporate directorships. So the Rothschild banking cartel has done the same thing that it did in Nazi Germany, I'm sorry, in Weimar Republic Germany in 1919, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. They've stayed ahead of the inflation curve with the money they've been printing, and they've been buying up all of the major industry in the United States. That's why they can come in and control everything, and they don't care. They don't care who they destroy. They don't care if they kill you, if they kill me, if they killed kids. If they sacrifice, they don't care. They look at us as goyim. They look at us as animal. That as animals, they look at us as somebody who could be sacrificed or, or slaughtered. They don't care, Sheila. And that's the craziest thing about this. They want to take every single thing that God said was right. They want to make it wrong. If God said it's good, they want to say it's bad. If the guys want to say it's bad, they want to say it's good. They want to turn the entire creation of God upside down, and they're doing it. They're doing it with the chemtrails. They're doing it with the GMOs. They're doing it with these, these court rulings, forcing same-sex marriage through the churches who can be now be sued because of this. They're doing everything they can to upset the apple cart, to bring in a Luciferian agenda as quickly and as efficiently as they possibly can. And we are now seeing it on steroids, full steam ahead. And I guarantee you, we will not recognize the United States of America if it still exists 10 years from now. Well, you mentioned the Bushes, you mentioned the Rothschilds, you mentioned Hitler, you mentioned a lot there. Do you know that Lord Mayor Rothschild, his name wasn't actually Rothschild, it was Meyer Bauer. Bauer right. was a moneylender and he soon changed his name to Meyer Rothschild. And it's interesting that the German word for Rothschild is red sign. Well, he had a little red pentagram outside of his office that is the current star of david kind of interesting but the bush family 
Interestingly, they financed Hitler. I don't know if people know this, but Prescott Bush and other members of the Order of the Skull and Bones, they strongly supported Hitler in the period between World Wars One and Two. And Bush's Union City Bank is known, this is known, to have funneled many millions of dollars into Hitler's National Socialist Party throughout the 30s, right up in about the mid-40s. That is quite stunning, isn't it? Well, that's who Henry Ford did, too. Henry Ford, in fact, a lot of the, when you open the, the hoods on the cars, they'd say Ford Motor Company, the German, the German Jeeps and, 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 and supply trucks and everything else. It would, say, it would say Ford Motor Company right on the hood, you know, right, right, right on the engines. And there's a really good video everybody can watch. It's called uh, nine, it's from JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. It's three and a half hours long. I never thought I'd watch the whole thing. I started watching it, and I sat and I watched it in one sitting all three and a half hours. Then I watched it again for another three and a half hours. And I don't watch videos like that. I can't, I don't have that kind of attention span. I watched seven hours of that silly thing because it was that good. It's called JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. And again, uh, if you want to find out more about me or who we are, if you want to go to my newsletter that we send out three times a week, it's absolutely free. You go to healthmasters.com. Healthmasters, that's H-E-A-L-T-H-M-A-S-T-E-R-S, healthmasters.com. And uh, we also have a new book out. It's called Breakthrough Health. It's, well, it's not a new book. It's been out for about a year now, a year and a half. It's called Breakthrough Health. It's a great book. And we, we pull no punches on the New World Order by the Rockefeller medical system and how they basically have poisoned all of us with their crazy shenanigans they've done and how, how 95% of all research and all published research is owned by five different companies. And you guessed it, the same companies with their interlocking directorships to control 95% of the media, which is, again, owned, all owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. These guys have pretty much, because of their ability to produce money out of nothing, have bought up the entire planet, at least the Western part of the planet, maybe not as much in China. But remember, there's a Rothschild bank in Russia and a Rothschild bank in China. Both these, both these central banks are, are, are Rothschild Bank owned. People don't realize that. And it's, it's the only that there is no Rothschild Bank in Iran, and there is no Rothschild Bank in Syria, there is no Rothschild Bank in North Korea, and there was no Rothschild Bank in Iraq. And that's one of the reasons they had to get rid of those guys. And there was not a Rothschild Bank in Egypt. And so they've overthrown all of those countries now and, and got the you know and put the Rothschild banks into those countries. Well, and there's even more toxic chemicals set to enter the food supply, Ted, because the next generation of GMO crops, they will be resistant to, they say, far higher amounts of pesticides and herbicides, which will then be sprayed on our crops. Oh, good. Poison on the dinner table. Isn't that wonderful? There's actually a recent article written by Dr. Jonathan Latham, that's L-A-T-H-A-M, of the Bioscience Resource Project, and it's looking at the future of GMOs, and it's arguing that GMOs will become more unpopular as the technology takes them in a dramatically more toxic direction. I mean, what are people doing putting up with this, Ted, these mindless minions? Well, the reason it's happened is because, number one, we've dumbed down the population so much with fluoride and with statin drugs and with tricyclic antidepressants, you know, and with the, you know, and with the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Uh, we've done, we've, we've, we've given them all of these different drugs, which would put them into like a brain stupor, the statin drugs in particular. Now we have what I think 60, 70 million people on statins, and it turns your brain to mush because you can't, if you don't produce enough cholesterol, you simply, your brain can't work. And so nobody has any get up and get anymore. The get up and get has got up and left. And we've turned into a whole mindless bunch of sheep. And then we've got all the feel-good preachers on national radio and national TV that are saying, God loves you, send me money, and you'll be blessed. 
and uh, then they don't talk about these issues. They don't talk about Planned Parenthood. They don't talk about the selling of body parts. They don't talk about any of this stuff. They don't talk about the the problem that we're having with these with these with the Rothschild banking cartel or even with the Muslims. Which, by the way, a lot of that is staged. A lot of those are false flag attacks. A lot, uh, most Muslims that I know personally, that I know. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't radical Muslims because radical everything's around the planet, but they're really, really nice people. They really are, and they love God. They love Allah. They don't want a bunch of conflict. They can't believe what's happening. They can't believe how they're being represented, 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 because what's happened is they have a few of these radicals that are running around doing this. But a lot of these radicals that are doing this were trained by our CIA, Sheila. That's what people don't understand. We're running, so we're running all of this opium now, all this heroin out of Afghanistan. That was the number one reason we're in there. We're growing just, I mean, just, God, mountains of heroin over there. We're bringing it back over on the CIA-operated transport vehicles, the big, huge airplanes out of, out of Afghanistan. And now we be, and we're bringing it back into the United States, into the mafia up in New York. And, and what they're doing is they're distributing it through all of their different, you know, distribution networks throughout the United States, funding a lot of these black ops operations. Because again, remember, they don't care about you or me. And that's the biggest problem now. A lot of women now, housewives, are getting addicted to heroin because there's so much of it. And when, Af- when Afghanistan was owned by the Taliban, the Taliban refused to allow anybody to grow poppies. They wouldn't let them do it. They would destroy the crops. But we came in, and now we're protecting all these warlords, growing all these poppies, becoming billionaires over there, selling all these drugs back into the United States. And we're doing it on purpose to fund the black operations through the CIA, which is what started back in the 50s and then ended up you know, being involved with the Kennedy assassination. Everybody who's read anything about Kennedy knows the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination. And that's why I love that video from 9-11 to JF, from JFK to 9-11. They talk about the conspirators in the Kennedy assassination, which included George Walker Bush, by the way. And they, talk, and they, and they were talking about all, you know, of course, we all know about Lyndon Johnson already being in the middle of that mess. I mean, it was a nightmare what happened with Kennedy. I mean, I remember that. You're too young to remember that, Sheila, but I remember where I was when Kennedy got shot. He was the last president we ever had in this country that was legitimate. He, he, had, he had signed Executive Order 11110 and had gone after the Federal Reserve and started printing sil- silver certificates and $1 bills based on silver. I think how God he printed, I mean, I, mean, I mean, several hundred million, if not billion dollars worth of these things, put the money into circulation and the, and the government of the United States, and he did it debt-free. And they had to get rid of him. He also wanted to expose the entire agenda with the uh, alien Roswell landing, which I believe actually happened. And I also believe that we've got an agenda, whether these are fallen angels or whatever these entities are. I have no idea. All I know is that there's some bad things happening in the astral plane and some bad things happening in the sky at night. And then I, and I personally believe these people have been abducted. I believe that whole thing, as you start reading about all of these different things they've talked about in the last 60 years and all that, there's a really good book you can read, too, on that. It's called... And it really kind of galvanized my thought on a lot of this. It was by Colonel Corso, and it's called The Day After Roswell. And I was reading another book by one of your Canadian head guys up there, head of the Minister of Defense, Helluride. He's excellent, by the way. He's a brilliant man. And he had written a book called The Money Mafia, and he talked about all the stuff we're talking about today, about the satanic influence. And then he personally mentions that book, The Day After Roswell, by Colonel Corso, and said that he had talked to several other generals about that particular topic, about the alien agenda, and they all said that every single word in that book that Corso wrote was true. And so when, he, when I read this, I, had already, I was already reading The Money Mafia, and so then I went ahead and ordered that book by Corso the day after Roswell, and I tell you what, he wanted that entire alien agenda disclosed to him, and they refused to do it. They refused. You know, Carter wanted it, they refused. 
I mean, they all refuse it. They, they, they won't do it. That's so above the grade, pay grade of presidents because that's that secret group that's above everything that's running this whole agenda in the United States. And then they know something's going on. Now, whether or not we have some kind of inbound planetoid we keep hearing about, you know, we got Bob Fletcher running around talking about that or something else. I don't know, Sheila. All I know is that we've got some crazy weather patterns or if it's the methane, or gas, but the methane release that, that, you know, that Dane Whittington's talked about so much that we have all these millions and mil- millions of decaliters of, of, of methane being released in the Antarctica now and in, in, the, in the North Pole that's going to completely destroy the planet because it's 100 times more, uh, it's 100 more times effective as a greenhouse gas and carbon dioxide is. I don't know. All I know is this. You know, oxygen levels are going down on the planet. We know that. We're having all kinds of problems with people with respiratory infections and also because of the chemtrails and all the junk they're spraying on us. But the reality is something big is happening. If it's, maybe it's a worldwide banking collapse. Maybe it's, in, it's the implementation of the new world order. Maybe it's something coming in from another star system. I don't know what the heck's going on. All I know is this. We got a mess, and the people in the United States are asleep. They don't want to wake up. The people in Canada are asleep. They don't want to wake up. And if we don't continue telling people the truth, people simply aren't going to wake up. And that's why you got to tell everybody about Sheila Zawinski's broadcast. You got to tell them about my broadcast. You got to tell them about Health Masters and Sheila's website. You got to tell them who the people are that are out here telling the truth. This is a spiritual battle. That's what this has to be. If you don't look at this at the astral level, if you don't look at this from a spiritual level, if you don't look at this like, demons and things that go bump in the night, which makes us all sound like a bunch of Fruit Loops. If you don't realize that this thing is real, they know it's real, they want to kill us, they want to destroy us. If you don't look at it like that, you will never get the whole picture because that is the picture and that's the thing they kind of constantly try to obfuscate. Look at Donald Trump. He starts going up in the polls and he makes that stupid comment about a guy getting shot down in an airplane who's not a war hero. Now, don't get me wrong, McCain's a scum bucket. We all know that. I mean, everything about him, trying to keep the, 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 the vets from coming back and the missing in action people, we know all that. But if you're in an airplane over hostile territory and you get shot down and you eject and you break your legs and your arms and all that kind of stuff, and you're held in a POW prisoner of war camp for years, you've got to be pretty much considered a hero. And if Trump's, Trump, Trump got too high in the polls, Sheila, and I guess he's being handled by the GOP who want Jeb Bush in there, you know that. And, and basically what he did is he, he self-sabotaged. He shot himself in the foot. That's why his poll numbers dropped so hard because he made that comment about John McCain because the people don't know the truth about who John McCain really is. And, and the sad part about it is, is Donald Trump would probably be a pretty good president. But remember, he's a billionaire and he's constantly having to deal with loans from banks and everything else. And he doesn't want his credit cut loose either and not be able to borrow money from the Rothschild banking cartel. Because remember, when he was talking about Obama's birth certificate being fraudulent a few years ago, suddenly Obama produces his birth certificate, which was obviously a forgery. And Trump never addressed the issue again. <laughs> Yeah, it was crickets chirping after that. Never touched it again with a 10-foot pole. But I want to tell people that in all this mess of evil, the good news is that God is still advancing his kingdom. And if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior today, I want to hear from you personally. Give me a call. My information is linked there at weekendvigilante.com under the contact tab. And Ted, speaking of websites and contact, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, well, they can give me a call if they want. They call the office at 863-967-0244. That's 863-967-0244. Or they can call 800 if they're in the United States or Canada, 1-800-726-1834, 726-1834. Or they simply go to healthmasters.com and all that information is there. Ted, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Sheila, it's always my pleasure, anytime. 
folks. That was Dr. Ted Brower from healthmasters.com. He's taken a lot of the guesswork out of some amazing products. And I recommend that you do go check out healthmasters.com. I would be very honored if you would get a copy of my book, Green Gospel, The New World Religion. It really is a new religion for a new age. And I do hope you get a copy and as well give a couple copies out to other people. I appreciate you supporting my work. That's greengospel.ca. And I would be very honored if you would consider financially joining me as a partner in this broadcast ministry. If you wish to do that, you can donate there at weekendvigilante.com. I do hope you think it's a worthwhile ministry, and I hope you are blessed by the show. My good friend Dave Hodges joins me tomorrow, and Friday, the amazing, the one and only, Pastor David Langfer. It's going to be a great end to the week. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast tonight, folks. Good night, and God bless.